Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibut First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. There are a few things we found out about the next Halibut Chief and Council election. It won't be delayed. It'll take place in late October, probably on the 22nd or 23rd. 10,000 plus members losing their status will not be able to vote. 5,000 people coming on will. But who'll be on the ballot? We know a bit about that also. Hayward Young will be running for chief. At the moment, he's the only confirmed candidate. Brendan Mitchell, the current chief, is on again, off again. At the moment, he's on. So, that may be the matchup. Hayward Young is our guest on Mi'kmaq Matters this week. What makes him think he'd be a better chief than Brendan Mitchell? How's he going to run his campaign? And will the support of Flat Bay Chief Liz Saga help him or hurt him? How does the campaign for chief work? I guess it's a little bit different than running in a provincial or federal campaign where you're not knocking on all the doors. So how do you go about reaching uh, Halibu members uh, from uh, Burgio to uh, Central? I plan on making a trip to the communities. I, I plan on making a trip to the bigger centers. I plan on making a trip to uh, to Bergio, a trip down the Northern Peninsula. I won't be able to visit all communities, but the central location, hopefully, and same thing with central Newfoundland, and uh, hopefully get a place as cheap as I can because <laughs> I have basically retired and uh, and uh, where people can come out and ask the questions and I can tell them what I'm all about and where I what my vision is and ask them basically what their vision is hmm. of this uh, this band going forward and would you be doing that over the summer months or into the fall what's what's the timing on that I would say that it would be closer to election time it'll and uh, it would possibly be if the election was in October. We're we're pretty well talking uh, September month, so I'll have to get my loose a little later. Are you going to be running part of a, as part of a slate or or on your own? Are you? I'd be be open to a slate with caring people, people that care about the membership. I I'd be open to running as a slate, but it it won't be. It won't be necessary. I'll, I'll run alone if I if I got to. But then, and if it's not a slate, I will surely show support for people that I think uh, will be good good membership people. Uh, I've made mistakes before. I've made it in the last election by, by basically supporting someone that didn't turn out to be the person that they were telling us he was. So you're talking about Brendan Mitchell now. Yes, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the way it works. Yeah. Is there anyone on the current council that you would be prepared to be uh, on a on a slate with? With the restrictions that they were given, uh, there's a couple there, and I mean, possibly only two people that I would uh, I would uh, support. They know who they are, and I won't state their names, but mm. possibly two, and they would be two of the four that resigned. So. Mm. That'll give you some idea. And the two reasons the, for not... Two of the four yeah. that resigned from the FNI. Yeah. yeah. And the reason I would 
I have personal reasons for not supporting the other two. So, mm. and uh, no. now uh, recently there was a very nice picture of you and the Western Star with uh, Chief Liz Lazaga. Uh, the story yeah. was that uh, Flatbay was giving some support to the Indian headband, of which you're currently the chief, in terms of setting up office, etc. Uh, would yeah. uh, would Chief Liz be one of your supporters? I would think so. I, I've known uh, Liz for quite some time and uh, uh, worked uh, with her hand in hand. And uh, like I say, she's always been helpful to us and as a group. And uh, she does some really good work. Now I know, like uh, sometimes uh, people uh, look at uh, people who who organize and get programs and and say, well, they benefit themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like uh, we've, uh, as a band, uh, had some real good people in place who wrote proposals, uh, uh, didn't necessarily benefit themselves, but if they wanted to, they could have been, and there wouldn't, we wouldn't feel no different. Like it's people that's, helping people and if they benefit a little I don't have a problem with it. Now she she made some uh, comments uh, earlier in the year that were reported in the <clears throat> in the newspaper that were controversial she said the the membership of Halibu was uh, was not legitimate that uh, and that Halibu would uh, would fall apart eventually. Do you agree with her comments? Uh, I I agree that uh, that uh, some of the membership is not legit. Uh, if if we want to believe uh, the story, then it seems to be out there that uh, some are there's some false lines out there. Now, I'm not saying that people deliberately followed false lines, but some people did. Others just grabbed the line, no different than anyone else out there who who said that they had a line. So. I'll use this line and I'll go with it. As far as falling apart, technically, I don't think Halipu as a corporation will fall apart. I think some of the things that they're doing is great. Like to say that the problem I got with everything is, and what would make it much easier is is basically transparency. Hmm. Like uh, we we we're getting information the same time the media is getting the information mm. as members. And I don't think that's that's the way it should be. We, we should be consulted in some way or briefed on what's happening, and we haven't gotten that. Yes. And, yeah, I want, I want to ask you about that. But just uh, before we leave Liz Lasaga, do you think that, um, that she could be uh, a detriment to you because she's a controversial uh, figure, uh, people in some – parts of the of Halibut country outside of Flat Bay perhaps didn't take uh, kindly to saying you know to being called illegitimate so do you think yeah. uh, she could be a turnoff to some potential voters especially those outside of Flat Bay I think possibly she she could be in some cases but like I think people who and we've all made mistakes and sometimes words come to our mouth that uh we just can't take back once they come out. But I think people who know uh, Liz uh, uh, know that her intentions are good and mm -hmm. no different than some of the other people have said things and that. And a lot of it is out of 
interpretation more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like you know, some uh, we I'm sure I've said stuff that's been controversial and and uh, but that's it. And sometimes, like I say, we we just suck it up and move on. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I I wouldn't turn down Liz's support if she offers her support. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd take it. She's uh, she's a good person deep down and definitely cares about membership as as a whole. She may have a different outlook on who should be members and things like that, but I think uh, you know her her heart is in the right place. If you were elected chief, would you try and convince uh, Flat Bay to stay in Halibut rather than trying to uh, to separate? Yes, I would. I and and you know uh, honestly. I think if we, uh, and I'm saying not just me, but if we had uh, a majority of uh, leadership and reps that represented the people in general, I, I think uh, Flat Bay would be willing to, to be part of it. I, I think uh, I think what happened from this enrollment uh, process up to what's happening now with this this leadership now is what kind of deterred uh, Flat Bay in the first place. Mm. Now, uh, the election is going to go ahead on October, uh, late in October, 22nd, 23rd, we think. There was some discussion about whether the election should uh, be uh, delayed and and, um, whether the 10,000 people being kicked off the list should be allowed to vote, uh, and I guess the 5,000 people uh, are coming in. So what what do you think about the going ahead in terms of the 10,000 and in terms of the date? Yeah. And uh, my personal opinion is the election, well, naturally it'll have to go ahead because it's basically in the rules and bylaws or whatever that every three years. My take on it is... Uh, uh, these 10,500 people voted in the last election and was responsible for putting these people in place. So why wouldn't they be able to to vote in this election? Uh, as far as the 5,000, sure, I got no problem. Let them in. But let them in and let the 10,500 5, 10, in. Let them all vote. Let them make, make the decision. And then at the end of the day, like I say, uh, and the dust settles after this this enrollment process. Uh, if inclusion is not there, full inclusion is not there. I think that should be a priority for the new bank council. Mm. I think they they got something to do. They 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 got to amend uh, the the damage that has been done with the grand council. I think it's necessary. We're all the same nation, and I think if if we work together, we'd be a stronger voice for all of us. So say you wake up on October 23rd or 24th, whenever, the morning after the election, and you're the chief. What yeah. would be your what would be your priorities? My, I just stated that uh, uh, inclusion would be a priority, uh, full inclusion. Uh, and what, and, and what, do you, what do you mean by that exactly, inclusion? What I'm saying is, Anyone that can meet that criteria that was negotiated in good faith should be part of this band. We keep telling people, well, you see, 
we were given a time frame of five years. Well, there should be no time frame when it came to anything. Like if uh, we're finding out now, there's people that come out every day that are members now say, well, I only found out then because this was hidden. And, and that's all factual. That's all true. So what I'm saying is do the process the proper way with proper people in place. That's the, that's the problem in the first place. Like, but do, but do, you had, think, do you think the feds are going to go for that? Because I get the sense uh, what we've been told by the current council is that they can say whatever they want to the federal government, but the federal government sits there and says, no, we have a deal that's called the supplemental agreement, and this is the yeah. way it's going to be. So if they if they weren't able to to change the Fed's position, what what makes you think that you can? Well, I, I think the other thing is, is like I stated before, like you you went as a group to negotiate with your hands tied. You you basically a group with no support from the Grand Council or very little. And like to negotiate under those circumstances are pretty difficult. I'm not saying that the new council will be a savior for everyone. What I'm saying is the effort should be made for full inclusion. So, do you think the supplemental agreement is um, is uh, is a done deal, or are you saying that the as some people uh, want it, that the supplemental agreement can be torn up? That's the way I feel. I feel it should be booted. Like, like with all this that went on, and I just can't understand how they can get away with what's being done. Like, even with the, the appeal process, I have uh, three people who who were family, uh, never moved out of the Big Mac community, lived in Big Mac communities. All uh, they somehow they ended up being uh, in the appeal process, uh, aunt and uh, niece uh, reviewed by Mr. Brown, uh, same paperwork. One referred for approval, the other referred for non-approval. Then the one who was referred for non-approval, her daughter was reviewed by someone else, and she's referred to be in. So... So are you saying yep. then that if we go back, we're just going to go back and start it all over again? So that means the 18,000 approximately people who are members, we would have no members, and we'd have to go back in time and start all over again and take another five, ten years, however long it takes to do the process differently. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, okay, those that are there remain members until – their their applications or their their paperwork is reviewed. They will be the the, the body, the main body of the band. Review everyone else that those that never got reviewed. Bring them all back, and then after that's completed, and I'm talking about using legitimate uh, genealogists and and uh, and people that's knowledgeable about the whole Newfoundland area, especially Bay St. George area, because uh, that's where that's where pretty well everyone descended, came from Bay St. George, and put those people down and work on this. And like I said, this could be done 10% of the time that was spent on this already and 10% of the money if it was done properly. 
So you're saying it, it, the people who are in, uh, the uh, including the 5,000 and the 10,000 people who are being booted out, everyone stays yeah. in, and we get rid of the point system and deal with all these people uh, on uh, in a way on a genealogical basis rather than the point system. And and are you including uh, the entire? Well, I guess about 80,000 applied and, and didn't get in. So are you talking about evaluating all the 80,000 applicants under that? Uh, in that way, in a way that does not include the point system. Yes, that's that's basically what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I, I think the point system was was uh, premeditated. Uh, it changed as it went along because it seemed like they weren't getting enough out. The reason basically is like when this was all set down, we were told basically that there would be universal suffrage, and this basically meant that anyone that was a member could vote. And that's why in the last two elections, we had basically uh, everyone that was a member could vote. And that was part of the system. Now, because the numbers were too great, according to, or they didn't expect the numbers, they wanted to eliminate people. And uh, basically the hush-hush the agreement and some other documents will basically say this is it. This, mm. We we want to eliminate people. Mm. We're we're happy to deal with twenty or thirty thousand people, but any more than that. But they still negotiated the criteria. Mm. And they negotiated that in good faith. Mm. So let it be at the end of the day, like we were also told that the government told us at the table that any money that was used to form this band would be new money. It would not affect any other band across Canada. Let me uh, ask you about uh, a different topic, which is uh, Alibut jobs. Currently, most of them are in uh, are in Cornerbrook. That's where the main Alibut office is. Would you uh, be supportive of moving jobs, some jobs, out of Cornerbrook into other uh, parts of Alibut country, Bay St. George, or elsewhere? I would in in some cases, but I, I'm not into basically uprooting people and moving them to to parts of our communities where they're not they really don't want to live uh, like I say I the workforce as far as I'm concerned and uh, are doing a great job like I say I I, I just saw two of the, the, the wardens there next to my cabin they're out you know doing a good job I there's a lot of good things happen with our, our employees uh, they may need to be streamlined a little bit I don't see anyone losing jobs or anything else but like you know that's that's it. but and as far as moving around like uh, I wouldn't want to, to see people traveling over a road in the winter here in Newfoundland because we felt that uh, there should be more people working in our area mm -hmm. that's that's not the case or whatever. I think yes, uh, within reason, uh, uh, things should be kind of shared, but it's not necessary to 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 basically dilute everything. Uh, if it's working in Cornerbrook, well, that's okay. I don't have a problem with that. Now, speaking of Cornerbrook, that of course uh, most of the um, votes are in Cornerbrook. I guess that's where most of uh, Halibut members live uh, numerically. Yeah. 
um, you are not from Cornerbrook, and I you have a lot of a lot of people who we see on on Facebook. Of course, there's a large Facebook community, and many of those people would support you. But I get the sense that many of those people on Facebook are not are not uh, Alibu members and will not be able to vote for you even if they wanted to. Uh, are you concerned about uh, that? I.e., that you don't come from Cornerbrook where the votes are, and that many of your supporters would be people who can't vote. The people that can vote got family that probably can vote, so I'm okay with that part. But Cornerbrook, I'm like I said, I, uh, I, I know many people in Cornerbrook, and uh, many people in Cornerbrook know me and know what I'm about. I, I played senior hockey for years in there. I served on council for 20 years at, at town council and met with people from in there. So I'm not concerned. People will vote who they will think will be the best person at the job, uh, whether it's me or someone else. That's it. Uh, I will present a, a, a platform that will basically tell you what I will do or try to do. Like I say, I, I, the effort will be there. Uh, and the one thing that will be there will be transparency right from day one. Our membership got a right to know what's happening before it goes goes to the media or or basically just comes out of the blue. Like we our membership needs to know there got to be some type of consultation. And even if I was elected and the uh, chief and the other nine councillors didn't agree with anything I did, I would not be signing any any hush-hush agreement. And what happens in, in a meeting will be public, unless it, it, it would be sensitive to the membership. I would definitely make it public. So are you, are you saying no in-camera meetings? Because, of course, the current council, the, the meetings are public and people go, but uh, you get the sense that they're are discussions that happen uh, in private without any members or conference calls, are you saying that there'd be no uh, in-camera meetings of council to which the members did not have access? I, I think there's always room for some in-camera meetings, but it would be only in protecting the membership themselves. I don't think that it should be in-camera to protect your your leadership and your board, like your board is acting on your behalf, and, and uh, you know, and they should be, and there should be stringent uh, uh, rules to conflict of interest for this group. Uh, there should be people should have to be made exposed uh, if they got businesses or anything else or they're involved. This should all be out there on the table. People. Uh, uh, like as far as being conflict of interest, there should those rules should be hard and tight. So you're saying that there should be rules against it. You're not. You're not. Are you saying that there are conflicts of interest currently, or that uh, you're, or are you merely saying that there should be rules to prevent against uh, conflict of interest? There should be rules against conflict of interest, and I don't know if there's. I'm sure there are people say there would be conflict of interest. Uh, there now, but I wouldn't know that. But I so know you, you have like, you have no basis for for saying of the current council that there's any conflict of interest. Yeah, but in the past, when I was there, I definitely 
and votes, there was much conflict of interest. On uh, on on what? On the F and I board. On the F and I board, yeah. Well, Hayward, it's going to be uh, an interesting campaign, no doubt. We'll be talking uh, between now and October, so um, so safe travels out there in the uh, Enigma territory, and um, we'll be talking to to you later uh, later in the summer, perhaps. Hayward Young candidate for chief of the Halibut First Nation. By the way, there's some speculation that former Cornerbrook City Councillor Keith Cormier will run for chief. I talked to Keith Cormier this week. He says no, but he says he may be a candidate for Western Vice Chief, currently held by Erica Sams Hurley, who is not expected to run for re-election. I also spoke with former Cornerbrook Mayor Charles Pender, Another name that comes up as a possible candidate. Charles Pender says he hasn't yet given the matter a lot of thought. And that's it for the show. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on Bay of Islands Radio on the Voice of Bombay in Norris Point and Rocky Harbor and in St. John's. Tune in on CHMR. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.